Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast today. We're talking about what makes a good subdivide. Before we do that, though, let's talk about propertyaccess.io. Guys, the new standard for access scrubbing. No more wasted mail. The days of pulling a list and mailing everyone only to waste time on bad properties is over. With our help, you can spend more time working on deals you know you want to purchase. We're going to take your data and break it down into four boxes of access so that you can decide your risk tolerance, who you mail to, and what you're willing to offer. So go check it out at propertyaccess.io. Happy... Belated Valentine's Day, sir. Hey, have, yeah, happy belated Valentine's <laughs> Day. I have to think. You had Mistress Day. I've never heard that before, but I'm I'm here for it. I think I should start celebrating that. If my wife's listening, put on a costume. Yeah, that was news to me this year too. The this, day before and after. Oh, after or too. and or. So I could I still have hope because today's Thursday. It's the day after. Yeah. All right. I like where this is going. Yeah, I was the mistress this year you were treated like the little tramp you are sir <laughs> yeah, i tried to i told you this already but i tried to play it off with the uh the waitress the waitress i, I saw her coming sarah was in the middle of talking and i saw the waitress coming and i timed it and i said i thought after this dinner you were gonna leave your husband yeah and sarah just like immediately starts laughing and the waitress just just didn't even yeah, care she's, she's like, like i'm over this she said dad jokes galore <laughs> yeah, around yeah, here yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh my god that's yeah. where we're at and i think that's hilarious but it's just the dad jokes in us. We're here for it. We're here for it. Well, Sarah, she didn't work up the nerve, but her plan was to stand up and throw her uh, napkin down and storm out uh -huh. by saying something like that. Uh -huh. We were at a nice place. and She she didn't do it? No, chicken. She, yeah, she took, took it out. Chicken. I saw another thing, speaking of dad jokes, that followed. So this is dad dancing, and he's like, Costco, from head to toe. Costco, from head to toe. He's got his Costco golf shirt on. He's got a Costco pair of pants that he bought. And I started thinking, I was like, man, I, I think there's some nice clothes at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, what's the joke here? I, I, like, there, there's, I mean, they got nice stuff. It's name brand. It's just it's just overstock stuff. They're just getting to you at a discount because they're buying in bulk. Is that is that true? I, I don't know. I still have some Nautica one-quarter zip mm -hmm. you know, pullovers that are still nice. I like them. They wear them. They're, they dress up nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got new balances on today. I'm here for it. I mean, you're dad mode out. Dad mode out. So... What makes a good subdivide? Can we keep the dad role, the dad train going, and let some of our listeners understand from our older and wiser selves? And the reason I reach for that, I, I met with two bigger names in the land space this week, uh, all J's, JT on Saturday, he flew in, we had lunch, and uh, John Jasniak, we recorded an episode for his new podcast that's coming up. And it was interesting to me that I forget how much older we are than so many people in this land space, so... You know, maybe it's the New Balances, maybe it's the Costco head-to-toe, maybe it's our, our love of dad jokes, but, you know, maybe we, we add a little bit of a, you know, what makes a good subdivide and what that looks like. Mm. I saw this, someone asked a similar question like this on the Facebook, and I, they kind of got like one or two answer responses. Okay. And I thought it was such a complex answer. Okay. That it really couldn't be answered on like a wow. response to... Um, like on a Facebook response. Yeah. I think it goes, it, it does go deep. It does go, and there is so many different variables into it. Like it's not one thing just to say, hey, we just put a survey against it. And if it makes more money when you sell it in smaller pieces, then it's a good subdivide. Yeah. You know, there's so much more to that. 
Um, like we and and that is the case in some instances. I'm I'm doing a deal with a person here in Texas, and it's thirty thirty acres, thirty one acres ish has road frontage on both sides. We're gonna be able to put a nine hundred dollar survey against it to cut it down the middle, and it forced the appreciation by like four thousand bucks an acre. So nine hundred bucks is gonna make us a hundred and twenty thousand bucks. Nice. Yeah. So that that's a good subdivide. If you can cut off of a road that's already there and it makes sense, it looks good, the property allows for it, the county allows for it, you know, just a meets and bounds survey, does that 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 makes a good subdivide in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think though that the, the complexity gets added in when people start saying subdivide, they start talking about, you know, going down to quarter acre or one acre. And the things that come involved with that, and that you can't put in a comment on a Facebook post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said two things there that I immediately went to when I, you know, I'm basing everything off what I saw on this post. It was just okay. a picture, you know, it was like a uh, land ID picture. Okay. And it was like, hey, I've got this. Do you think this, you know, and then it asked that question. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you can't tell anything from that post, you know? Yeah. Like you said, does the property allow for it? Yeah. Okay. Well, this one looks like it does have access and it looks relatively flat, but have you looked at it from like, you know, like, Google Earth Street View or whatever. Is it mountainous? Yeah. Can, will it allow for it to be subdivided? It makes sense. Can you put driveways in the two different parcel spots? Is right. it? Because we've bought properties before that have a five-foot cliff to yeah. go from the road to the property. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that, too. Like, it either goes five feet, ten feet straight down. Yeah. Or five straight, ten feet. Sorry, tongue-tied. Yeah. Five to ten feet straight up. Yeah. And you can't tell that until you're, like, maybe on Street View or something. Yeah. You're standing there looking at it. Yeah. So one of the things for me, what, what we have to have in a subdivide for for, and we teach this in the master class is the the pillars there. You want to make sure you have electricity, you have good access, and you have water availability. Whether that's well water, groundwater, or you have rural water in that. Now somebody's gonna say, well, Justin, you haven't done that on all your properties. Some of them are recreational and they're out in the middle of nowhere, and you didn't have power, and you still subdivide, and you still make money. Yes, but that's what we typically look for on bigger deals that we're going to spend some time on and make a nice project with. Mm-hmm. Or the ability to. Uh bring that stuff in like yeah like powers down the street it's yeah not here yet but we, no we can you, get it there yeah so and that's and that's where you know it it all comes down to yes but it's like yeah we can you can do that but this is what the cost is so you have to either figure that out on the buy price because you have to buy your risk down or you have to buy your cost down so you can afford to do the capex or it has to make sense on the exit that you can cover that cost mm-hmm. yeah making sense what you just said that that's like one of the does it make sense right? yeah because this picture that i saw it was a really weird shape. And I was like, oh, well, how would you even cut that? Yeah. And I think that's one of the important things, too, is like when you look at it, does it make sense to cut? Yeah. And just because you have a piece of property and then you can cut it, mm-hmm. does it make sense for that area? Like, is everything 20 acres above and you're about to cut everything into half acres? Yeah. You know, it's a, like, what good does a half acre do out in the middle of nowhere where it's typically hunting land? Like, I agree. I, 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 I'm with you. And this is the, the battle we get every day is I get a land ID because I get that a lot. I get a land ID picture. And it says, hey, what do you think about subdividing this? And that's all it says. No other detailed direction. Hey, I would think it's, it looks good to fives. Or it looks good at tens. It looks good at twenties. You know, I want to go quarter acre lots. I want to build cul-de-sacs and there's a great little road system through it. And that's, when you just send a picture of land, I said, can you subdivide it? I don't know. Yeah, you could. But this is what it looks like. The Yeah, but this is what we need to see. Yeah, but this is the price we have to buy for it because it has to do this, this, and this. Is that the right answer here? Like the two right answers? Yeah, but and does and makes sense. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that's it. Yes, everything is doable. And that's, you know, I hate that. I feel like it's a smart ass when I'm saying that. Like, yeah, everything's possible, but does it even make sense? Yeah. And and then the like you said, this yes, it can be subdivided, but we're gonna have to run power nineteen hundred feet. It's twelve dollars a foot to do that. Does the exit have that in it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got rural water. We're gonna have to do a three thousand dollar water study. Then meters are twenty five hundred bucks up a pop. And you're gonna have to put ten of them in. Mm-hmm. So there's twenty five grand plus the cost of the, the water study. Does the exit justify it? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it does, but there are plenty of times where that kills the deal. Yeah. Well, I can't tell you like in master class, I can't tell you how many times we've you know, the students find properties that they underwrite mm-hmm. and they look they look like they're gonna be uh great properties to begin with. Mm-hmm. And you start adding in everything you just talked about. Yeah. And all of a sudden it absolutely does not make sense. Yeah. You know, and I feel like you go through a lot of those. Yeah. You know, this is, you know everyone's underwrite, underwrite. Oh, I got a good one. And you look mm-hmm. at it and you go, well, you know, you keep going and going and going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And then you find one. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say it's like every property is great for all of this. No. And it, the good thing about this, though, this is a tool in your tool belt that can be used to find an on-market property that you just have sweat equity in. And you can look at it and say, okay, hey, I know this area because I've sold properties there. And I've sold 10s and 20s here. The 10s I've sold for 40000 50000 bucks. The 20s I've sold for $60,000, $70,000. So if I can find a 40 and cut it down to those sizes, can I pay market value for the 40? The 40 market value may be 3000 bucks an acre. So hundred and twenty grand. Well, two 20s is not going to make you any money by putting a survey on it. But if I could go down to 10s, does it look wide enough to do that? And does it make sense? Well, yeah, it could make sense really quickly. Mm-hmm. On the other side of this, sometimes... It's better off just buying it low as a flip. Yeah. You know, it's like you said, this is just a tool in your tool belt. Yep. It's exactly what subdividing it is. It allows you to take any property and say, okay, well, maybe it doesn't work this way, but let me buy it. If I do it this way, does it work? Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes that exact thing opposite applies. Yeah. You go into this thinking, oh, I'm going to just subdivide properties. And you come across one and you're so focused on the idea that I have to subdivide this that you may miss out on the opportunity that. Just to flip. Just to flip it. Yeah, just to flip. It's okay just to flip the property. Since subdividing's been the buzzword, I'm looking over your shoulder and I'm seeing our plat wall, and there's 20-plus plats on the wall that have been full cycle with us. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't take into consideration the other 30 or 40 properties that were just flips. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it all goes into the bucket of what you call your business, your land business. Well, speaking of, this is going back to earlier, but you mentioned – Land ID a couple times we both did. Huh. I talked to someone the other day. I don't want to say the name because I don't know how true this is. But they said they spoke to the owner of Land ID. ID dot land. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. They said that that making that name change was the biggest mistake in their they've done for the company. I would agree <laughs> with that one hundred percent. I hate it. Yeah. Why? I, I hate that it's land land ID and their website is ID dot land. Yeah. And MapRite just rolls off the tongue a lot yeah. better. Like, I don't know. I just think it's. I think they tried taking it to a different they, they they tried to take it to a different level. But anybody that has a habit of, you know, using whatever software we get we get used to it. Like you said something earlier, you said the Facebook. They dropped that the a long time ago, bro. I probably just said that just Okay. I yeah. didn't know is that the dad coming out in you? No, it's probably yeah, probably. That's the boomer in me. Yeah, that's just Yeah. Yeah, we no, all have our ways of saying things. I get it. I, I and I <laughs> Mess up a lot of them. <laughs> Trust me. That's uh, one thing Sarah and I go back and forth all the time. I say learnt. I learnt, you know, we learnt yeah. that instead of learned. Yeah. Learnt. Yeah. She says across. Across. Like, like a, a cr- instead of saying across the street, she say like across the street or something like, like, uh, like ED on the end. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> no, she says it with a T. It almost says across. Well, that's what I said. But I said, it's, there's no T on the end. Yeah. She said it's ED. And then she'll be like, there's no T on the end of learned. Learned. And I'm like, 
Yeah, there is. <laughs> Maybe you are. This is this is what soulmates look like. You're both add T's to random words. I've heard people say both. You yeah, know, I've heard learnt. I've I've heard learnt. I don't say learnt, but I've heard the term learnt. Yeah. Across, I have never heard. Uh, someone said it when we were in uh, Minnesota, and it stood out. I was like, well, yeah. I guess she's not Maybe she's one. a Yankee. <laughs> Maybe she's a Yankee. Well, cool. I mean, I hope we answered the question for them. You know, whether it's um, yes, but or makes sense. There, there are some key things you want. It, I, I tell anybody to look for the ease of subdivide. Don't try to make it overcomplicated because the more complicated you make it, the harder it's going to be to do. Cool. All right. Well, that's it for today then, guys. As always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all those places. Like, rate, review, and support the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you next part. See you, guys.